0: It's the list strong. and your boy at Fightful.com. Fightful.com. So With Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. they're on fire. Boom, shakalaka. 200 strong.
2: And we're live.
3: What's up, you guys? July 14th. Listen, your boy, 221. What's that smirk about, Jimmy? Oh, nothing. Just
2: uh, just Camilla. Oh, Go okay. Ahead.
3: I mean, what do you got going on? What's up, Sean Rossap? Here, this is Jimmy Van. What's up? How you doing, Sean Rossap? I'm doing pretty good. How are What's you doing? What's
2: your shirt say? Suplex what? Oh, It'll okay. Say okay. Suplex okay. repeat. I thought I saw the other day you had a catch as catch can t-shirt. Yeah, I designed yeah. that shirt. Actually, did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh,
3: yeah, I do that sometimes. Uh, people design shirts, and they aren't terrible. But I mean, hey, we we, we don't know anything about that here. Uh oh, don't get me sharded. <laughs> don't get that me started. Fightful. That might be com. that might be
2: another Twitch exclusive. That might be another <laughs> Twitch exclusive. Let's
3: we'll see. Well, guys, uh, it's listening you boy. I'm heading to Nashville tomorrow. I'll be at Slamiversary Saturday. But I'm here right now. You guys can leave a thumbs up, you can subscribe, you can tap the bell for notifications, and you can donate a super chat like Xanthius just did, and you'll have your question or statement right on the air. He says, Was Greg Hardy being dropped like a sack of crap? Not the feel good story of this weekend think he woke up in time to see the dude chug a beer out of his shoe Uh that was a superstar moment for Tai Tuivasa who came into the UFC won three straight fights lost three straight and is now won three straight again and it feels like he's putting it all together he got clipped and then immediately said "Eh -eh," and put the lights out on Greg Hardy we've
2: seen Greg Hardy beaten we haven't seen
3: him beaten quite like that
2: he uh, I looked at that and I said, I got to see him and Steve Austin smash beers. I posted that on Twitter. Uh-huh, I want to uh-huh. see him in Stone Cold Steve Austin smash beers. That guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've talked about how there's a lot of fighters in, in the UFC and in MMA for that matter. Yeah. They've got the beat, the ability in the cage, but they don't have the charisma and the personality. Yes. And say what you want about Conor McGregor, and and Conor McGregor was actually first on my list today, but say what you want about him. The guy has been a massive success because of the personality Mm -hmm. and the charisma, and obviously sometimes he crosses the line, and and with Poirier he might have, but you need that to get to that next level, and he's got that. Now, I don't know if I'd be wanting to, to, to walk down the aisle drinking beer out of some stranger's shoe. See the one guy pour the hot sauce in it?
3: Yes, I did. I was talking to that about my – or to my IRL best friend yesterday. It's like, man, no female that has ever been to a bar would fall for that one. Like they're used to watching their drinks. But old homeboy was just like, ah, yeah, who cares? Then he drank hot sauce.
2: And you never know what people could be doing because people can be dicks. They might be spitting in it. You never know. But I mean, he, quite, quite literally,
3: like I, like I mentioned, there could have been drugs in there.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. hundred percent. You never yeah. know. Anakin asks if you watched the
3: BPW media call, the
2: booty pro wrestling media call. I did not. So, uh, Sean <laughs> hit me up yesterday and said, uh, I think he sent me the link and he said, this is the stupidest and also one of the funniest things we've ever done. Yes. I haven't that time. I haven't that time. So I haven't, it him. is, I it have is exactly worth
3: it to at least have it on in the background of anything you're doing. If you've listened to even a a couple of media calls in the past, this was cathartic to participate in. Is that right? Because you'll always have those people. Why didn't you ask about just Velveteen Dream and nothing about Velveteen, nothing but that until he answered? You'll always get that. And then you'll you'll always get people say, can you hear me? Can you hear me?
2: Oh, That's, is that a common thing that you hear Oh on these my calls? gosh, really? can you hear me? Hey, can, oh, can really? you hear me? And then of <laughs> course Jeremy
3: said, yeah, unmute your mic. But uh, like them being asked about how they handle COVID protocols and Jeremy saying, well, we protect our fans and our wrestlers by simply not testing them was uh, was fantastic. It is worth you all going out of your way to see. Even if you have not watched a moment of booty pro wrestling, I really think it's one of the best things that have ever happened on Fightful. twitch.tv slash fightful gaming it's a good time is it
2: it, it fantasy wrestling is that what it is
3: pretty much they book their own territory on tew and um even frank aguilera is is putting it over says it was the best uh content i've ever seen it was legitimately some of the best content we have ever had on fightful there were like 15 members of the actual media that showed up. That's interesting. that's interesting. John Alba of Spectrum Sports, Rick Accino of ESPN showed up or formerly of ESPN, I think uh, showed up and asked questions. Unbelievable.
2: Well, I wanted to ask you what you thought of McGregor and what you think his future looks like.
3: <sighs> he'll still, he'll come back. He'll sell over a million pay-per-views. That, that's how it is. When going into this fight I was like you know what I would like for him to win for the clickety clacks for the 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 traffic and the attention no no man that the, his behavior I mean his behavior in general I didn't like that's stupid like the, the stuff that he's done in the past is stupid mm-hmm. when when you're saying I'm going to get you in your sleep you and your wife when you're bringing somebody's family into it when they don't want their family brought into it at all yeah, that yeah. scumbag stuff. And he's been a scumbag for a long, long time. Um, I never want to see this guy win another fight in his life ever, ever, ever again. Um, never I'm hearing heavy static coming from your end.
2: Are you? Yep. Camillo. Can you work on that somehow?
3: Yep. And it's definitely from your side. Cause when I mute your mic, it goes away.
2: I just show up. <clears throat> I just show up and do what I'm told. Yeah. So, uh, Camille is going to have to try to fix it. Well, let me try to talk over it while he, uh, yeah, he give me, give me time. a topic
3: to talk about. And,
2: well, I want to talk about it. McGregor a little bit more. So, so going into the fight, I have a lot of respect for what he's accomplished. And I, I get everything that mm-hmm. you're saying. I have a lot of respect for what he's accomplished. I wish there were more people in MMA that understood that aspect of the game because he totally gets that aspect of the game. I thought going in, he was going to lose. I know you and I talked about it. And, and
3: your uh, mic is super muffled now. So I'll talk about it a little bit more. While, uh, I think you all should probably just disconnect and reconnect, but I mean, Conor McGregor went into this fight. They, wow, I didn't want to, didn't want to do all that, but here we, there we are. Uh, Conor McGregor went into this fight and he has made it oddly personal for a very, very, very long time. And it's so weird to see him do that, thinking that that's what's going to get people to tune in at this point. Just like, he's the draw. I mean, it might draw a couple more people in, but Jesus, man. This was very, very weird. And Dustin Poirier to me has been the example of professionalism. And you don't always have to be professional in, in fighting. Nope. Still there. Still there. Yes. Really still there. Um, and he doesn't, yeah. Okay. Why, why are we turning on the mic so you can yell at Camillo? This is terrible podcasting. I have touched nothing. I'm literally just sitting in my seat. I know. I know. I know. We don't need to, don't need to do that. Uh, but we've got throwbacks saying at work, listening under a car right now with fans uh, happening this week, could mass outbreaks happen or will there be stricter protocols to prevent it? No, there won't be very stricter protocols at all. Uh, I do think that there could be some outbreaks and stuff like that. But I, I don't know if it'll be tied necessarily to pro wrestling. Uh, it could be. We could we could see that. Uh, but what about now? Say something, Jimmy. No, no mic whatsoever. The mic is completely gone. I just want to see Jimmy's reaction. You're all going to watch this unfold. I don't think the outbreaks are necessarily going to be tied to pro wrestling because we've had sporting events for for a long time now. Um, And, I I mean, I can't pretend I've been paying attention to the COVID stats of late outside of over 99% of the people that have died uh, over the last – I think it was last month. Have been unvaccinated, so I mean, if you're vaccinated, you should be pretty well, uh, pr- pretty well covered there. But I'm just excited to see fans back. Um, I'm going to be watching from Tennessee on Friday. I'll be back for the Money in the Bank show on Sunday, and then Monday we get the first raw with fans. And uh, we've reported some pretty big news in relation to that, Jimmy. Is it any better? It's much better. It is so much better okay. now. It is fixed.
2: We got to take a match to that other mic, I guess. Well, the the one thing I wanted to ask him about McGregor. Um, so it came out afterwards. John Cavanaugh, uh, one of the guys close <clears throat> to him, said that he injured the leg in training. Uh huh. And Poirier, I'm sure he did. Poirier after the fight said he's pretty sure that when he checked a kick, it fractured mm-hmm. it because he said he I felt like he you know something happened. I'm curious why it's he, back. Here really? and there.
3: Yep. Every time so you
2: talk. So it's not the mic. It's something else connected to the mic. It's not the mic itself.
3: My it's God. Unreal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I can just kind of sit here. Hey, and maybe just, drag
3: yeah. your your cable off the top of that. Here. Man, this is good television oh, right great here. Great
2: content. And this is not great. the first time this has happened.
3: Great okay. content. So, so what's your question? Cue me up. Cue me up at least and I'll mute you.
2: My question is uh, Do you know what kind of deal he had with the UFC? Because if he got into the in training, why did he just delay?
3: Can't hear you at all. Do I know what kind of deal he had with the UFC? I know he had a flat fee plus pay per view revenue. Um, it's just Conor McGregor is going to make an insane amount of money. He's going to make the amount of money that most top stars should already be making in the UFC. It's just that that number is pretty well reserved for uh, just Conor McGregor at this point, which is mind-boggling jimmy give me a nod up and down did you see ariel hawani shooting on dana white oh my god i mean we've been talking mma here the whole time but i can tell you guys as a wrestling reporter i've i've never experienced the type of stuff that ariel hawani has like everything from the toxic fan base to uh, the way that that particular guy runs the company dana white I've never experienced anything remotely like that in wrestling. I've had some people that maybe didn't like me, but Ariel Hawani worked for ESPN, which broadcasts UFC, and Dana White would demand that he was escorted away from his line of sight anytime he was coming into an area. It is mind-boggling. You all should definitely check that out. That toxicity is a reason why I was I, I don't want to cover MMA full-time anymore. I'll cover the big fights and all that. Thank you to the 40,000 people who showed up for the McGregor watch along. But, um, man, it, it is toxic. Wrestling, even though there's a few few gobshites in there, it's so much, so much better. New Punk Rant says, AEW with fans in a new location brings me back to watching WCW in 1996. Static is still there. Dark and Elevation both seem to have direction. I love that company so much. I know there are a lot of people that watch Dark and Elevation, and they're like, oh, well, what do these matches matter? What do these matches matter? Well, because they have established a track record of if you win four, five, six, even ten matches uh, on Dark, Elevation in a row, you're in line for a title shot. It's it's established. Just because they don't do that on on other companies doesn't mean that that's not the way that, that AEW does their business. So I think that Dark and Elevation, if you want to kill some time, if you want to watch some people get destroyed, that's a great way to do it. There's some good competitive matches as well. We saw Danny Limelight make a big name over there on Dark, and uh, he's signed with MLW now. They're reforming LAX over there. So I think there's, there's a lot of good that Dark and Elevation do. Let's see if Jimmy's back. Oh, I can't unmute my guests because they chose to mute themselves. Dang, that's that, still there. Still, they should just unhook the entire thing. I'm even considering restarting the entire PC at this point. Throwback27 says, Could there be an NXT house mystique with crowds again? I don't know what you mean by that. Um, I, I'm I'm not really sure what you mean by NXT house mystique. NXT is not... They're, they're doing the same thing. A- NXT is still doing the Performance Center and all that. You know what? I'm going to give you guys a good a good uh, frame for Fightful's fifth birthday. There we go. How about that? Look at that. Look, we're celebrating today. So I guess you all can just send super chats in until Jimmy fix up his stuff. Uh, <laughs> Stella Justin Lopez says, I find it weird they have been send Mandy back to NXT after she was someone they fast tracked to the main roster years ago. Well, I mean, everybody expected Vince McMahon to just take to her and be like, Oh my God. Oh my God. There, there's this, odd perception like Vince McMahon loves his blondes, loves his blondes. Bailey's not a blonde. Becky Lynch isn't a blonde. Sasha Banks isn't a blonde. Bianca Belair isn't a blonde. It's just something that that people have really hung on to. Mandy Rose never got that big, massive push. But I think that her working in NXT it makes a lot of sense. I mean, she is an established name on the main roster. She's probably getting paid a bunch of money, too. I can't remember when she signed her contract. I feel like it was 2019 when she signed her her contract. And a lot of those contracts were for for big money. Yeah, she signed a new deal in, I don't know, January 2020, she signed it. And those were pretty big money deals at the time, from what I understand. So um, I'm not surprised that they want to maximize that. Uh, All I can say is I think it's very funny that not only was defeating the tag team champions, not worth it to Mandy and Dana. Apparently just being on raw wasn't worth it to Mandy Rose's character, uh, but I'm not surprised by it. They should add some more established talent that probably aren't going to get their run uh, on, on NXT. I'm completely fine with that. JK Schwal takes us back to MMA and says thoughts on Motino being a human punching bag. And that dude was tough. I don't really have a problem with the finish there in that fight because he needed to be protected he was getting peppered all throughout that fight and it got really dangerous i do understand those people that are like you know what this lasted or this had like 20 30 seconds left in it and it didn't end up uh in why not give him the chance to to fight back but uh yeah oh by the way guys who are offering tech advice in the chat i promise you the guy that we have working on it with jimmy van probably knows more than you guys I, I guarantee you, it's literally his job. So they're figuring it out. Uh, but we do appreciate the insight. Get in some super chats, and I'll. I mean, I'm basically doing a Q and A and talking with you guys right now. Ken Shearer says, "What's the deal with Big Utes in AEW?" That's Wheeler Yuta. Well, he um he's he's doing oh, doing dynamite, which is big. That's pretty cool. That's that's pretty awesome. But um also. He had done a WWE tryout recently. He's done, gosh, he's done ROH. He's done New Japan. He's done all that stuff. We got Jimmy Van back. Let's see. Hey, Jimmy.
2: I don't even want to talk, Sean. Oh, it sounds wonderful. Really?
3: Yeah, it's back.
2: You know what's ironic? I just saw A Quiet Place Part 2 last night, and <laughs> now I'm I'm in the movie, Sean. You are.
3: get it. You now. are. But yeah. Wheeler Yuda is... There, it's it's the wheeler you to sweepstakes right now i mean he is sought out by everybody aaron says to the broom i don't know what that means my friends and josh Cardenas says mandy roast for alia seems like a bad trade it ain't real my friends it's just like a trade so to speak trade but alia it, it's time to shit or get off the pot with alia she was on breaking ground six years ago so yeah it, it was time to do that um Anakin says, What's your most anticipated match tonight? I got to look at the card. I I barely look coffin at
2: it. Coffin match or? The, uh, okay, the Coffin Moxley match. Moxley
3: Anderson. Coffin match for sure. Uh, I hope any, Darby
2: Allen doesn't kill himself.
3: Yeah, just like Kevin says. Any insight on the card for Fighter Night 2? Again, I look at the card a week before it happens because as we saw with Darby and Ethan, it can change. So I don't really. I mean, AEW always goes all out on this. Zeke says who should win out of Darby and Ethan, Mox and Machine Gun. Mox should win Mox. and Darby. And I think uh Ethan should win. I think Ethan really? Page should yeah, I think he should kill
2: Darby Allen. Needs the momentum. Yes. I heard something about uh I think it was last week's show when the dynamite taping ended. And people were getting up to leave and Tony Khan came out and said, uh, Darby Allen's gonna be, you know, part yes. of the dark taping. And everybody came back inside down. That kid is a star, man. And he had sting with him, of course, but he sure is. A, that kid's a star. Yes.
3: I mean, you're gonna see a whole bunch of turds on Twitter say, What stars does
2: AEW make? They're
3: only drawing eight hundred thousand. Well, let me let me tell you, those live events are selling. Pretty well
0: right now. Yes, yes And I that's agree. on
3: the back of the booking in which they've done. They're selling out. And I mean they're not doing seven, eight, nine thousand places, but or seven, eight, and nine thousand seats, but they're they're doing it.
2: No, but they're gonna do twenty four Oh
3: boy. Static it's again. Coming back. What the heck? I don't know. I'm be- And now the yeah, it's completely off. Oh boy. So here I am. I guess I'm just gonna go through Jimmy Van's list. Let's go. Let, let's see what he's got on the list. Money in the bank. I'm interviewing Natalia for that. It goes up tomorrow. You all should check it out. It looked like some of your list was blurred out. That was pretty funny. Well, it's uh, because of the
2: the camera, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, I, what I love more is my audio being blurred out by the static. But um, money in the bank. Good card this Sunday. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to mute you again because I don't know why. Yeah, let me mute you, not you. This is going to be great for our audio listeners. Let me tell Okay, I'm just going to mute you again because I just did that. Uh, but Men's Money in the Bank is what I'm most excited for. Riddle, Ricochet, John Morrison, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, Nakamura, Seth Rollins. From a work rate standpoint, like I look at this and I'm like, holy crap, man. Like This is a, a, one of the most loaded working... Money in the Bank matches that I've ever seen. Like, it is so dope. Um, Roman Reigns and Edge, Lashley and Kingston, not a lot of doubt in my mind there. AJ and Omos against Viking Raiders, not a lot of doubt in my mind there. The big doubt in my mind is Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Will it be Sonya? Will it be Becky? Will it be somebody else? How's that going to work out? I had people telling me recently that Sonya, or WWE's pushing for Sonya to have an in-ring return. We'll see how that goes. But Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair... You know, I am I'm interested in seeing how that goes as well uh, because I think they should do Rhea and Becky at SummerSlam instead of Charlotte and Becky at SummerSlam because we've seen Charlotte and Becky, we know it can be a great match, though. So I I guess we'll see. But Money in the Bank will be here with Denise, uh, myself, and Denise on Sunday. Just it's even worse than it's ever been before. That that static. Ray Callahan sends a super chat. Go ahead and get these in guys. Cause that's what this show has turned into a Q and a show. Ricky Shane page on dark. Any chance he four four Oh Coger end up in AEW based on the way that commentary like, like sort of sandbagged him. That was surprising to me. I don't think we will, but I think he's good enough to, he is such a great dastardly heel. I'm glad that he got the opportunity as well uh, because he deserves it. Ricky Shane Page is one of the best heels in the world right now. Andrew Monaghan says, will, w- will crowds affect WWE's laziness and repetition? Uh, no, I don't think they will. I don't think it will affect really much of anything, uh, but I think it will to a very small degree, like a slight degree. Uh, but I think they're going to go back to all you people promos. We got one over the past 15 months. It was Carmella. Uh, she cut an all you people promo when there were no people which was mind-boggling if they wrote that, but I think it will lead to another set of laziness and repetition.
2: That camera still
3: static Kieran George says with fans being back, do you see Matt Hardy bringing back his broken gimmick or has it run its course? He said that he's not, he said that right now he's doing the Hardy family office thing that the broken thing did not work uh, last year. So, and he he's not one to try to run things into the ground. He's got enough gimmick ideas to where if he needs to pivot, he can pivot, and he did in this situation. So uh, I'm glad that he did as well. Throwback says, do you see Liv winning Sunday? Does she cash in? No, I don't, and no, I don't think so. I would love to see her win. She's fantastic, but I don't think she's going to win money in the bank. I think it's going to go to somebody else. But I think that she is more than deserving. I think she's a great talent and would be fantastic with Money in the Bank if they booked her If they booked her the right way. See, Jackson says, Do you think Impact and AEW's women's division should actually have matches together or some sort of tournament? Yes. I saw somebody saying uh, or, or responding about the Britt Baker-Deanna Parazzo potential matchup and saying, Oh, well, there's no finish that can protect everybody. Who, who needs it? Why? Why is it like that? To where we gotta say, oh well, somebody's got to be protected. Why can't one of the best women's performers in the world face another one of the best women's performers in the world? For, flip a coin for all I care backstage, and then say heads you win, tails you win. Do a clean finish. You win them in the ring. You lose them in the ring because two great performers face each other, and one wins and one loses. I think that's. I think that's fine, and they, they could do that. Nope. Phil Felice says, Kevin said he was taking time off. Now he's in Money in the Bank. Do you think he's winning? No, I do not. I think Big E is winning. I think that uh, Big E is, has set the stage. He's become the favorite. He's doing, he's doing all the right things, and so are Raw to set this up. They're doing at least most of the right things to set this up. I don't think that Bobby Lashley needed to lose on Monday, and I had people saying, oh, well, how else do you get there? How else do you get there? Well, MVP lost a match last week with Bobby Lashley in it. Bobby Lashley could have been mad about that. Thank you all for keeping the uh, super chat rolling. J.K. Schwal says, Disco Jimmy is better than Static Jimmy. At least we could hear Disco Jimmy, for the love of God. Almanox says, when will Mr. Van enforce source credits and titles for all the wrestling news channels making <laughs> Cultaholic what culture and include uh, as reported by Fightful in all titles. I, I don't know. Um, I wish he would. That'd be cool. Or just pay us, guys. Cultaholic, Talk. what culture? Pay us. Give us that money. Give us a percentage. I'm ready to make that money. I'll be on Talk this Sunday, by the way. Anakin says, this uh, anniversary will be my first Impact show. What are you looking forward to for that? The Deanna Perrazzo match, because I know who she's facing, and uh, the, uh, the X Division match is the most excited I've been for an X Division match in probably about a decade. Uh, throwback says, will Perazzo versus Baker happen it All Out? Who wins? No, I think uh, AEW has about three competitors lined up for her. Chris Statlander's one of them. Uh, Thunder Rose is another one of them. So I don't think that that, that will be happening. Bill it says, is Jeff Cobb coming back to AEW? Nah, I, I haven't heard any plans of that at all.
2: Jimmy, how are you doing? I don't know.
3: I don't hear the static right now. So, well, let's say, do you think I'm winning the jam in the jar match? <laughs>
2: what, what, the hell, what the hell is the jam in the jar match?
3: Sure, but I'm booked for it on WrestleTalk. And Mike Straw Media says, do you think WWE does anything if they go on the road and fans start to hijack the show? No, I think they're probably going to have pretty well-prepared talent for that.
2: I'd like to hope so. I don't know. I don't know how realistic this man is with reality. You know, he, Alexa Bliss is a baby face. Jackson Riker's a baby face. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess but we'll see what happens.
3: Let's we'll get back to your list before your shit craps out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's move so, past MMA. Uh, leave us a thumbs up,
2: by the way, guys. Well, I was gonna I was gonna talk about Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Yes, please, uh, and uh, and I know we've lost half the show, but I'm gonna talk about Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. So he passed away uh, July 12 at the age of 71. He would have been 72 in October. And I saw some some things with uh, like Alex Blosky on on sour Graps. Everybody knows the Hogan Orndorff story, but a lot of people don't know anything else about Paul Orndorff. And so that's why I kind of wanted to talk about him. I became a fan of wrestling around uh, WrestleMania one. In 1985. And at that time, uh, the very first WrestleMania, Orndorff was part of the main event. A lot of people still remember Mr. T and Hogan, but the other side of that was Roddy Piper and Paul Orendorf. Then from 85 to about 87, he was one of the top guys in the company because he did the babyface turn at, at Mania One. They teamed him with uh Hogan. He had the program with Piper, led into uh, 86 when he did the great turn on Hulk Hogan. That uh if you haven't seen it, look on YouTube. Uh, Paul Orndorff, Hulk Oden against Big John Studd, King Kong Bundy, great heel turn. That pile driver, Sean, uh, one, yes. of, one of the best of all time and, and probably the best of its era. It, it was a devastating looking pile driver. So he had a great one run with Hogan in 86. Uh, back in May, I think it was, his son Travis posted a video on YouTube and I, I showed the video to Sean at the time. Uh, I think his son probably reconsidered having it up because he deleted it afterwards. But, of course, other people copied it. Yeah. And so, and so it's still on YouTube. He posted a video showing the state of his dad. And at that time, um, quite honestly, it was heartbreaking to watch. He had severe dementia. He looked years older than his real age Uh, and, and, and was really struggling. And so this news, unfortunately, is not uh, unexpected, I guess, given what we saw in that video. But Paul Orndorff, man, you want to talk about an intense performer an aggressive performer you believed he was a badass and i'll tell you a story in a minute to show you that he really was a badass but you believe that he was a badass and uh, that run with hogan something a lot of people might not know um during 86 time when he had that run with hogan of course they did the the big event in toronto in in front of sixty thousand people they did the cage match on saturday's main event where they both hit the floor at the same time around that time he suffered nerve damage i believe in his neck And because he was on such a hot run and it was so lucrative, you know, being on top of Hogan, is it? Seriously?
3: Yep. So I'm going to share with you my favorite Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff moment. And it was at the hall of fame, wherever, wherever Hogan and Mr. Wonderful got inducted and Mr. Wonderful was not fond of Hulk Hogan after all those years and hulk hogan sticks his hand out to shake mr wonderful's hand and mr wonderful just looks up at him and is like (laughs) no that's one of my favorite moments um floor is it also we got a super chat from ray callahan that says does jimmy blame the canadian government for the tech issue i certainly do uh (laughs) jimmy do you want to give a static filled response
2: to that? Is my audio still live yeah, I've got it unmuted right now for okay, you to respond. I, with right static. now, right now, I blame the Canadian.
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off
1: Government for everything. I blame the Canadian
2: government for Thunderdome right now.
3: Okay. Well, I've muted Jimmy again. While they absolutely probably aren't able to fix that, seems like it's too far gone. I think they're going to throw the computer out the window. But we do have some super chats. Young Drizzy says, I'm a huge fan of Mandy coming back to NXT and Aaliyah being on the main roster. Do you think they have plans for either woman? I think they have plans for Mandy. I don't think they have real plans for Aaliyah. I think for Aaliyah, it was time. They had to see what they can get. She she looks great right now. She's she's very clearly put the work in physically. And Mandy, just somebody, they used to do this all the time, like Titus and Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, who were not significantly pushed on the main roster, would come to NXT and they would make a big impact there. I think that's what they're doing with Mandy. And I think NXT probably does have a plan in order. Ah, oh, man. New Punk Rant says, AEW with fans in new locations has me back to watching WC or brings me back to watching WCW in 96. Dark and Elevation both seem to have direction. I love that company so much. Oh, we answered that. Uh, But, yeah, it does kind of bring me back to WCW a little bit and, like, the WCW Saturday nights and the main events and WCW Pro and all that stuff where uh, you could see stuff on those shows actually matter. Still staticky. So, you know what? I'm not even going to do a segue. This show is brought to you by magicspoon.com. Use that code Fightful. What does Magic Spoon do? Besides giving you healthy cereal, it also helps you kill time when your podcast host has uh, faulty equipment. Got to head all the way over here and do this read now. Uh, So if you're trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, unhealthy food and realize you can't eat anything anymore, you've been drinking protein shakes, and you want to find a more delicious way or a different way to get your protein in before or after workouts, check out magicspoon.com. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories per serving. Couple that with the fact that this stuff fills you up. You're not going back and forth getting more cereal and more cereal. It's so much healthy for you, healthier for you. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. They have a variety pack of cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. I love to get that cocoa and peanut butter and mix it together. They have a ton of flavors. And you can also build your own custom box, including uh, those four flavors I mentioned, plus blueberry or cinnamon. I love the cinnamon. I'm about to tear into the blueberry for the first time. Uh, my wife has been eating those every time they, they come here. But you can go to magicspoon.com, grab a variety pack, try it today. Use our promo code FIGHTFUL at checkout. Save $5 on your order. And they are so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Use that promo code FIGHTFUL. I mean, I know that some of you might look at that and you might go, oh, you know what, it's it's different kind of cereal than what i'm used to the cost might be different the amount might be different 100 happiness guarantee at magic spoon.com when you use that code fightful nope still static this is wonderful all right I, I, i couldn't hear you jimmy
2: Oh, you he can't hear me
3: even. Okay. Yeah, so so what we're gonna do is you're gonna try it one more time, and otherwise I'm gonna do a solo show for the rest of the show. Is is what we're gonna do because I'm a professional, Jimmy. That's what I. That's what I'm here to do. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez says, "New Mister Wonderful, mostly from his WCW run in '93 to '96. Loved his matches with Steamboat and Cactus Jack. Don't call me Paula. That's actually where I knew about him the most too, because I, I yeah, I grew up." I started to become a wrestling fan around 1990, 1991. So I wasn't aware of all that historic stuff he had done before. So I knew him as WCW star Paul Orndorff. And then sadly, when they had him come back around the turn of the century and he was atrophied and his I mean, it was a it was a cautionary tale for a whole lot of wrestlers to get your your neck issues taken care of. Almanac says, Do you think Mr. Van's computer just made Jericho's list? No, J- Jericho would probably be happy about that. Get in your super chats, guys, but I'm going to go through Jimmy Van's list right now as well. The list of Jimmy Van. He's got Brock Lesnar listed. I don't know in what context. I'm going to assume his man bun. Was it his hair? Was it his hair that you were looking at? Jimmy.
2: Hey. Put up Media One, Camilo. Oh
3: my God. You sounded like a robot. Put up Media One, Camilo. Yes. Look at Brock Lesnar here with that hairdo. I, for one, like it. It's so different. It's so out of left field that I thought that maybe this was like some old picture that resurfaced. No, the man's got a ponytail and I love it. I am a former, like, if you go, if you, if I had a Wikipedia and it had championships and accomplishments, former ponytail wearer would be underneath my championships and accomplishments. Uh, but I love this new look. You always got to switch things. You don't always have to switch things up, but you can. He's had a beard. He's had a goatee in the past. Why not this look? It's completely different. He looks like a character out of Tekken or something. He looks like he is about to just throw hammer fists at that piece of meat and knock it into submission. I love it. It's completely different. It's com. It's we've never seen him like this. So why not? And I hope he comes back soon too. Hey, Jimmy, what's up? How you doing, Jimmy? What'd you think of Brock? Oh my God. No, it's terrible again. Anyway.
2: You're doing a great job. Solo. You're doing a great job. Solo. Keep it going. I'm done for the day. So we'll see,
3: see you guys later. I'll just remove Camilo. Uh, It's just, it's just me. It's just me here. Donate your super chat, your questions. And uh, we'll take care of those. Jimmy is just, he's out to lunch today. He sabotaged the entire show. So here we go. We have fans returning. Multiple promotions. MLW this past week. Of course, AEW a couple weeks ago. They, they've had fans around to some degree. But fans are returning for uh, for this past Friday, or this upcoming Friday, this upcoming Monday. Slammiversary, even though its it's a bit of a limited venue. Uh, They they do have fans coming back Saturday and, of course, Money in the Bank. I'm stoked. I I saw some people saying, like, oh, well, you won't want fans back when they chant what. I'll take what chance over what we've had the last year and a half. And, no, I do not want what chance. I hate that. I think it's lame. I think it's dorky. Whatever. But I'm just glad to see fans back. You know what? Hey, where's Joel Pearl at? Is Joel Pearl here? Let's bring in Joel Pearl. Let's let's see if Joel Pearl can step in and fill in for Jimmy Van. I'm gonna message him. Catching him off guard. He might be at work. This is an opportunity of a lifetime, Joel Pearl. A two for one. Well, let's go. Let's go. What are we doing here? Let's join. We're about to have the list and um paper champ pretty soon. Uh, we got a few other topics on on the docket, so to speak. But, hey, I did a show, uh, quite frankly, like this over on Fightful Select. It was a half an hour plus Q&A show. Go check that out, fightfulselect.com. We have exclusive stories this week on Sonya Deville possibly returning, uh, John Cena, who uh, we're going to be talking about momentarily. Uh, We have news on NXT tapings, all kinds of stuff. And I'm going to have a bunch of behind-the-scenes news, on impact slammiversary this weekend because I'm gonna be live on the scene for it. People saying that Joel Pearl's the real world champion. He couldn't even run a media call. Think about think about the history that Joel Pearl is making right now. He's gonna be on the SmackDown show this Friday because I'll be gone. He can be on Listen Your Boy. It's it's possible that he's on Listen Your Boy today if he if he checks his his DMs. Also, he hosted the acclaimed bpw booty pro wrestling media call over on twitch.tv slash fightful gaming i feel like we gotta give joel a countdown like otherwise he forfeits his opportunity right a throwback says shouldn't sean be the fightful champion watch the product pal so here's what we're gonna do can joel pearl make it in by the count of 10
1: 10. Look, I'm not- nah, shit. You didn't even add any drama or suspense to it, Joel Pearl. I'm not here for that, man. I just woke up. No, I'm just kidding. I just I'd put on a shirt, Sean.
3: Yeah, yeah. Here, let me. I gotta put my seat up. That way you're not taller than me. There we go. There oh. we go. There we go. Uh Josh B17 says, How likely is it the TBA in the women's match isn't Sonya or Becky? Um, I would say about 10%. I think it's gonna be one of them. Uh, what do you think, Joel?
1: Uh I don't think Becky is coming back for this just yet. Sony Deville, I could see. I uh, I don't know. I, I still have a little bit of a feeling that uh, someone like Tamina could get uh, tossed into this at the last minute.
3: So on Jimmy Van's list is John Cena. I know that's related to the the report I issued that John Cena is set to be back imminently. Um, you all can subscribe to Fightful Select for the full story, but. It's it's supposed to happen soon, at least WDB is planning for it to happen very, very soon. This is the longest John Cena has ever been without an honest-to-God match, Joel Pearl. Uh, his last honest-to-God match was over two and a half years ago. Did you think we'd ever see the day that that happened?
1: I'm happy to potentially see John Cena back. I really am. The last match was what? Was it Saudi or was it uh, before that?
3: The last actual match was uh the fatal four way, Finn Balor beating Corbin, Drew, right. and John Cena on Raw, January 2019. Then we got the Fiend and John Cena in the Firefly Funhouse match, but other than that, that's that's it.
1: I think the Saudi match may have been the last singles match for John Cena, but everything else was the the fatal four way, like most Might. recently.
3: Nope, he did a match with Kane. No DQ. Uh, maybe, maybe I- I'll see. I'll look. Either let me way, let me look. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm
1: excited to see John Cena potentially come back and having a singles match. C- come on, he is the last made star. He is yes, it was star.
3: Saudi. You're right.
1: Yeah, oh, it was somewhere, in there. but either way, it will be. It's awesome to see him back. Fans love him. It's the perfect opportunity for John Cena to you know remind people he's still here and he's the biggest movie star to have left wrestling, not named Dwayne Johnson.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think... Well, I know that he didn't expect his acting career to take off the way that it did because he he has said in recent interviews, I took a lot of really terrible movie roles to help out WWE, and I never thought that I was going to get more movie roles because those were so bad. So now for him to be a major blockbuster star, and here we are, and he's wrestled five matches... In the last three plus years, that's mind boggling. That's mind boggling. He's, I didn't think that we would get here so soon. I thought that he would probably wrestle semi regularly until he was 45 or something like that. But uh, I'm glad and hopeful that he actually will be back. Things changed. They were hopeful they were going to get Becky Lynch in for WrestleMania. As I reported this week, they're hopeful they can get Sonya Deville back very soon. I don't know if any of those things are actually going to happen. I know that they had pitched at one point for Sonya to be involved in Money in the Bank. She might have said, that doesn't work for me, brother, brother, and might not do it at all. So um, I, who knows how that's going to actually unfold. But to me, it's a no-brainer, Roman Reigns and John Cena at SummerSlam, because this is, this is their WrestleMania of this year.
1: Oh, absolutely. That is, if if they hadn't already hit something like, what, 98% of sold tickets in Vegas, then th- this will do it. This will hit 100%. That is the the big return that I think a lot of people are looking to see. It might be, honestly, the return that people say, I will bring my kids to this show. Because yeah. before, it was, you know, all the fans that we want to see Roman Reigns, SummerSlam's is going to be a big attraction, all the stuff we know. Now it's like, you know, please, mom, dad, whatever, bring me to this show like bring me i want to see john cena wrestle
3: yeah i mean uh, we have seen stuff on brandon thurston's twitter and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna post it it's it's like a like sort of like a google search history and how WWE took a nose dive after 2016 yeah like it was real bad it was real bad Um, in a free fall that he says. And he does this stuff better than anybody, looking at these trends and, and how it relates. And I know that when a lot of people hear that, they go, Well, WWE's making more money than ever before. Buddy, you better believe that Fox is not thrilled about those numbers being where they are. That is not what they signed up for. That is not what they paid for. This is WWE's Google web search volume. From January 2015 to July 2021. This is from Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics. I highly suggest his Patreon service. But the contingent thing here, the the one thing that he said, well, it could be this, is John Cena not being a full-time performer anymore. Now, he did spots here and there, of course. And you can say, oh, other things have decreased. Not to the level in which WWE has. And for everybody that says, oh, well, they're making more money now than ever before they deserved money like this long ago. They should have been getting paid stuff like uh, maybe not this amount, but way more than what they were making in the last 20 years from the attitude era on WWE was grossly underpaid for the content and the ratings in which they provided because there was this misconception that wrestling fans didn't spend money. And that's stupid. And WWE suffered as a result of that they're getting their just due now. Uh, But when this happens when you don't have a john cena ready you don't have a becky lynch ready you don't have anything like that we have seen it translate to asses in seats joel like we've seen them move the msg show to a super show did that surprise you
1: it didn't and i think part of it is also because the msg shows if i'm not mistaken uh they cost more the ticket prices don't they they're expecting Mm -hmm. uh not only that but i mean not that you know, the fully vaccinated fans thing is a, is a thing, but it's become a talking point. It's between that and having to pay a little bit extra for your, for your ticket. Maybe the expectation becomes, well, you know what, if I'm going to pay $300 and sit in the nosebleeds, I better see Roman Reigns and I better see Bobby Lashley or whoever the champions are, whoever the big names are. I need to see them for the price I'm paying.
3: And even beyond that, this is what they were going to do before the pandemic last year. They were eliminating a significant number of house shows, and for all the big money they were throwing around, and I mean big, big, big money, especially compared to what they're paying people now, they also get a lighter schedule as a result of it. Well, that's fantastic, but now it seems like you're going balls to the wall, and they're like, well, people are back. They want to be back. I don't don't think you necessarily got to go full on with it like that.
1: It's it, it to me, it's unsustainable. It, it's yeah. absolutely they're going to go back to this idea that they that they had before the pandemic of cooling off the live events. They know that it's not it's not a moneymaker anymore. It's not where they get their bread and butter. We're seeing that they're getting their, br- their bread and butter through TV. They're getting it through rights fees and through content. They make so much bloody content, like it or not. It's out there because people will consume it and they're getting paid for it. So at the end of the day, the live events now they can scale that back. They can tape a ton of stuff. If they really wanted to get crazy, tape a bunch of stuff, put it in the can, put it out as content, uh, do 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 it in in, in, a, in maybe in a warehouse somewhere and just yeah. put it out there.
3: Uh, Avery Salomon sends a super chat and says, Two days of Q&A, no complaints. Hey, uh, reminder, guys, donate a super chat if you want your question or statement read on the air. It's that little dollar sign down there at the bottom. Please leave a thumbs up on this video, despite the fact that Joel Pearl is on it. We would greatly appreciate that. And this week on the docket, I got an Natalia interview Thursday, Wesley Blake Friday. If you guys like the Buddy Murphy interview, this is another good one. And then Monday or Tuesday rather, I've got Mojo Raleigh. Uh, I was actually I actually got it before that dirty Chris Van Vliet Joel, but I was like, you know what, I'm gonna hold off until the week that Snake Eyes releases. I'm gonna give Mojo Raleigh some of that uh, some of that that push that that weekly that week of. Push, so uh dust yeah there you go go. uh yeah the sean dust dante v says thoughts on taz and excalibur waxing poetic and commentary instead of paying attention to match is really distracting during harlow and diamante i'm okay with having fun but i you know i do want these people who might have life-changing opportunities at their fingertips to be provided that
1: I agree. I'll admit I haven't seen the match yet. When it comes to Dark and Dark Elevation, I usually kind of wait a little bit until I actually sit down and watch it. Uh, The thing that I have with Taz on commentary is that he still kind of has that WWE mentality in some ways Yeah. where, if you remember, Michael Cole used to say, we do the things we do. we, We do commentary the way we do it because we want it to sound like you're on your couch at home with your buddies. And They kind of take that to heart when it comes to Taz on commentary or just some of the commentary in AEW in general.
3: Yeah, I I completely agree. I want to get your thoughts on some of the topics that Jimmy had that I've already talked about. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, any memories of him? Any any thoughts about this? Obviously, tragic what happened. Our our thoughts uh, go out to his friends, family, and fans, but this is one that unfortunately we saw unfold in front of us
1: unfortunately my memories of paul orndorff are not as strong as they could be i i got into wrestling in the later years i try to go back once in a while and watch stuff i i obviously remember wrestlemania and watching paul orndorff in in the main event of wrestlemania one but when it comes down to it um it's the man made a huge mark on pro wrestling i remember him coming out they did what was it? it was uh They did like a Hogan celebration on Raw. It was 2014. I think it was one of his final appearances. And I just remember watching and just being like, he doesn't look great, but he also ignored Hogan. So that was fine too.
3: Oh, it was amazing. That was amazing. I loved it. It was so petty at the time. And I was like, why would he do that now? As it got older? Oh, it aged so well. (laughs)
1: Fantastically.
3: You might say it was wonderful. Yes. Brock Lesnar's hair. How
1: you feeling? Oh, God yes, right isn't it? I think I saw our friend Issa in the chat saying, uh, "Brock, a, a ponytail. Brock can get it. Yes, he can." Jesus, I was He's he's an undercut away though from looking like every member of the every, WWE roster.
3: Everybody on UK roster. Exactly. Yes, uh, I saw a thread a while back. This is everybody in WWE has the same haircut. A thread. Oh, it was so good. The best. Oh, Diva Hell Diva. Yeah. Jeez, uh, unfortunate that is oh man but you know what they they better add this look in the 2k game i want this look as an attire in the uk game or in the, the 2k game the uk game i want it in the u.s version too damn it it's a money. euro exclusive <laughs> just having bad yes. haircuts uh money in the bank what are you excited for
1: I'm excited for uh, so much of it. Honestly, this is the first time where I'm looking at money in the bank and I'm looking at the card and saying, okay, a lot of different options can happen. And I like this time of year for that. Uh, We get into the months where money in the bank, you want to make a new superstar, you want to make a new, uh, you know, you want to do something with it. I've been saying this for a while though, Sean, that they've been planning on bro in the bank. Really? That it's been a mark okay. that it's in their marketing, it's perfect. It's that it's that Vince McMahon moment where he says, oh bro in the bank, it sounds perfect. And they go for it. That's my and feeling. then
3: in a month they have nothing. They have nothing. Oh 100
1: percent They have nothing. Or or because if they have Randy Orton involved with the whole uh RK Bro gimmick, then they try to kind of have money in the bank play into their breakup or some sort of teasing of tension between the two yeah but of course we need to see randy orton return to tv first before anything happens
3: we have a super chat keep getting those in guys super sick bud ryan says thank you champ for graciousness with your presence i know you're tired trying to contain that circus yesterday does anybody know when daniel bryan's gonna wrestle we don't my hunch is
1: soon he's gonna be diana perrazzo's opponent that's the three
3: Yes, you
1: heard it. I, I pitched,
3: first. I pitched Buddy Murphy, and she loved that idea uh, publicly. <laughs> and then Gail Kim threatened me because she's she because Gail Kim is threatened by me. I think Gail Kim knows that if I wanted a match with her, she would have no choice but to come out of retirement, and it would it'd be so one sided. I think that's why Gail Kim is so mean to me on Twitter. I think that's absolutely why. Um, Who do you I definitely think? do.
1: Sorry, who do you think is a better cook between the two of you, between you and Gail?
3: So that's a question I want to ask her is Gail is married to one of the most famous chefs in the world. But like, can as a result, does she ever cook? Right. Or does she like, is her husband just so like good at it? Like he's like, I'll do the cooking. Or are they so famous? and well off at this point, then neither one of them cooks because he's like, man, that's work. I don't want to do work all the time. It's, it's such an interesting spot there. Um, Man. See people, people talking about Gail. And the thing is, (laughs) I, I, I did her finish as in, in my first match ever. That was my finish in my first match ever. The eat defeat. Just saying. Probably better than hers too. Probably better than hers too. Uh, I did it on a boxing ring in a demo match. Oh, Oh, it hurt. It hurt so bad. But Slammiversary this weekend, I'm going to be there. I'm so excited. I leave tomorrow. I'm stoked for this card. I am particularly stoked for the X Division match because I'm more excited for that than any X Division match over the last maybe 10 years. And you have been doing these watch-alongs on Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. So, I mean, you're, you're a busy fellow this week uh but tell me about it what are you most excited for on that show cuz it's 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 a really good looking card and it's a card that we haven't seen most of this stuff before
1: this is the card where every single week Stephen Jensen and I on that that watch along say They got to do something to bring us in. They're not, they haven't announced any big or uh, any Uh big signings. They haven't announced any big returns, but slammiversary last year, it was the same thing. They carded out people during the show. The rest of the card was okay, but this year's card Mm -hmm. is actually shaping up to look really good. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing Deanna face whomever TBD. There are so many people out there so many ideas out there, and I'm sure people have already talked about it. Um, Uh, Let me, let me
3: tell you guys, first off, I'll tell you guys, I know who TBD is. I can't tell you guys who TBD is. Uh,
1: (laughs) What if I I slip you a little something on the side? What if I give? I could
3: tell you who TBD is because you work here. But (laughs) um, I'm. It was off the record, but I was told on the record one, not Ruby Riot, and two, not in the company right now. Not in the company right now, and assuming all goes according to plan. This is uh, a top-level match for me personally. Um, yes, the the performer is very good. I'll say that much. That That's what I can say. Um, again, that's what I've been allowed to say on the record compared to what I've been told off the record, and I will not violate that. But there's like a contract. Go ahead, sorry.
1: No, 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 go ahead. Do that, and then we'll, I'll talk about the main event after that.
3: Yeah, there's this contrast of styles between Moose and Chris Sabin, but we've seen Chris or we've seen Moose work Chris Sabin's style. Like he does this crazy stuff. Um, Eddie Edwards and Morrissey, I'm interested in because like I I before they added no DQ to Omega Callahan, I was hoping they would add it to this because I thought that, that that could be something. Uh W. Morrissey, who, you know, has a pair of shoes from G O I Kicks. And let's, Moose, let's, who I just mentioned, who has a pair of shoes from GOI
1: Kicks. Let's get something out of the way. W. Morrissey, we call him, on, on the uh, on watch along, we call him Tej. He is the love child of Test and Edge. So oh, we, we refer to him as Tej. And yes, he is actually our new tribal chief because last week on the show, he not only stacked and smashed not one, not two, but three men. All former dark wrestlers, by the way. So there you go. Yeah. Like see, I, everyone's, everyone's there. Everyone's talking about it. I see Lufisto there. So that's an interesting one. I like that. Big Lufisto fan over here.
3: Um, I'm very excited for that X Division match, especially um, to see what shoes Trey Miguel wears because he has a pair from GOI Kicks. But I'm very excited for this show. Uh, there are a lot of first-time matchups on this yeah. show, and that's what I like because Brandon Thurston also posted that list of... Which, I mean, some of them were off a bit, but of... Percentage of rematches that were going to be on that, that had been on some of these shows, and that's to me the attraction of a pay per view thing is first time match or match that is so undeniably intriguing that you have to do it again.
1: That's so what it is with, for me with Sammy and Kenny. I get a lot of people aren't necessarily feeling it, and then last night they announced that it's going to be no DQ, and yeah. to me that changed everything yeah. because. First of all, we know that Sammy Callahan working a straight-up one-on-one match, not as enticing. It's not as entertaining. Mm. But, man, you start giving him toys to play with, and the match turns on its head and becomes so much better. So for anyone who is doubting that match being a lot of fun, this is going to change your mind. I really, really do think that now. And that's coming as someone who's not always the biggest Sammy Callahan fan, like, period, end of sentence. But I'm now looking forward to this match, knowing that it's going to be no disqualification.
3: Guys, you can head over to fightfulselect.com. We are still going to do the list goes on. I'm going to talk a little bit, a little bit about NXT, Michael Elgin. Um, oh boy, uh, we got a question. Somebody saying, "Is knowing the backstage things a hinder to your ability to enjoy wrestling?" No, because uh, I love what I do. I love finding out stuff. I'm really good at it, so I just love it. Uh, And there's some more uh, speculation there. Oh, (laughs) Solomon Crow, you cowards. Joel, tell the people where they can find you.
1: I am not a hard man to find. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L, all over socials. That includes Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm on twitch.tv slash Joel Pearl. Once in a while, I do go live. This week has been a wash because, like Sean said, I've been hosting podcasts and showing up on shows randomly for the entire week. And uh, I'll be in Vegas for SummerSlam. So uh, there you go. Come Come and hang out with your boy.